0: Welcome to the 16th episode of Inside the Tunnel. I'm your host, Andrew Walker. It's been a while, but I hope you are all staying safe at home and practicing social distancing. This episode is a tough one, especially as we're all inside wondering when we'll get to go out and be with friends and attend games. This morning, news broke out that the University of Lethbridge Prawnhorns hockey programs will be cut, a move that will affect numerous student athletes and coaches. In a moment, we'll hear from Victor Finlay, a U Sports hockey expert who will give us his take on what it means for students, athletes, and the city of Lethbridge itself. It was announced on Monday to student-athletes and then the public that the University of Lethbridge would end both its men's and women's hockey programs. A statement reads that after three successive years of significant reductions to its operating grant, the University of Lethbridge has discontinued its men's and women's varsity hockey programs and that the elimination is one of a number of budget reduction strategies in response to unprecedented cuts from the provincial government. Fifty-two student athletes will be affected, including recruits, freshmen, and those with one more year of eligibility. Victor Finlay is a U Sports hockey expert that has covered the league for nearly five years and was one of the first sources to break the news on Twitter early Monday morning. We reached him in Oshawa. Victor, thanks so much for joining us. Boy, this came as a shock to the Canada West community. How surprised are you by the announcement?
1: Well, I, I'm not shocked that this has happened. Uh, Maybe a little bit by the timing, it it seems pretty abrupt. Um, There certainly wasn't, there wasn't any buzz to this um, over the weekend. Usually, you know, before some some major bombshell news drops, I'll I'll get a sense as to something might be happening over the days leading up to it. Uh, This was something that didn't come to my attention until about uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time this morning. So probably a couple hours before everything transpired out Um, in Alberta but yeah certainly it's a situation that that's not surprising to me because I know there's a lot more to um, the the picture I I wouldn't describe the Lethbridge hockey programs as being on the most stable footing you know coming into uh, this offseason as it was so there's a lot to the picture you know with this Andrew it's it's not just the the COVID-19 situation it's it's not just a a financial situation there it's it's a lot of things that have kind of been building up to this moment and and unfortunately it is you know awful news and uh you know my heart and and thoughts really go out to to those uh players who don't have a place to play and now staff and coaches who don't have a place to work
0: absolutely and the program has a rich history with so much going on the women's team got a new head coach the men's team hosted last year's university cup 52 athletes and coaches will be affected by this have you heard anything from them
1: well, everyone I've talked to, everybody, you know, went to sleep last night, assuming that things were going, you know, as normal as usual. It wasn't until we woke up today to start this week that it became apparent to everyone. Like I tweeted earlier today, the players were notified at 10:15. A.M. This morning, about 45 minutes before the official announcement that this was the decision made by Lethbridge. And since then, there have been a lot of last ditch attempts to try and, and save the program. There have been people trying to, to drum together funds, uh, people trying to drum together support, but it, it's caught so many people off guard that it's that that's become a difficult thing to do. And I think a lot of the frustration and there's a lot of really disgruntled players and and I would imagine staff as well. Uh, they're so disgruntled with the situation because there was really no heads up. So the thought is, well, if we knew we were getting to a situation like this where we would have to make um, you know, a critical decision on the, the status of our hockey teams, we could have done something. We could have tried to drum up um, something earlier or, or get funds, money, whatever it took to try and keep the program alive. Well, that becomes a lot harder to do now that the decision has already been made to cut the program. Having said that though, this this reminds me of a situation back in 2011 with the St. Mary's women's hockey team. They were cut in March. I mean, St. Mary's said that was it. This this program is done. Then 13 days later, they were brought back to life by a $60,000 donation from Canadian Tire and, you know, that that program went along just fine ever since. So, is the Lethbridge men's and women's hockey program completely shut down for now? Yes is it the final nail in the coffin? I don't necessarily think so. I I think it's possible that we could see somebody else, uh, a big donation or whatever it be, whether it's alumni, whether it's a a, a local private company, whatever, step in and make a donation to try and keep it alive. I think that's possible. I don't think it's likely. Of course, the situation we're in now with COVID-19 makes things, you know, exceptionally more difficult. But University of Lethbridge itself has to be willing to make this happen too, right? If Canadian Tire stepped up and said, we're going to donate $60,000 to keep the St. Mary's Women's Program alive, the university would have had to have accepted that donation as well. Uh, So the University of Lethbridge is going to have to, let's say something like this theoretically comes about, the University of Lethbridge is going to have to want um, to, to accept something like that as well. and. You know, does that make sense for them in the long term to continue to have their hockey teams? I, I don't know. Uh, so that's that's very much a hypothetical. It's a tricky one to answer, Andrew. But at, at the same time, I based off of what I've been hearing today and the efforts from a lot of people in the community, I, I don't I wouldn't completely take off the table, a miracle happening to, to potentially keep the program alive. But I will say it's I would say at this point, it's highly unlikely still.
0: It's been a tough year for schools in Canada West, not just Lethbridge, but others in the province of Alberta, where they've had to cut costs and lay off staff. Do you see other schools following Lethbridge that would have to cut some of their varsity programs?
1: In the immediate future, and I can only really speak for hockey, um, but right now, no. Uh, I know there have been a lot of people that have wondered aloud and, and said that you know this will be the first domino in a, a chain reaction of events. Uh, I, I just, I don't see it that way right now. Now things can change really quickly, right? If I mean, just look at the, the COVID-19 situation, how how quickly everything changed um, in mid-March. So, and, and this too, I think the Lethbridge situation changed pretty quickly as well. If, you know, things were still going on as, as normal uh, and coronavirus is a non-factor, there's no doubt in my mind, I, I think the Lethbridge men's and women's hockey programs would still be alive. So, should this situation persist throughout the summer months and it doesn't get better? There's absolutely a couple programs that come into my mind as as programs that would be in the uh, danger zone, so to speak. However, I don't see any of those being imminent right now. I, I just, I, I can't imagine we wake up tomorrow and there's another program gone like that. I think things can change quickly, but I think it could take a little bit of time before we get to that situation. So uh, as it stands right now, I I just, I don't see anything happening uh, anytime soon in regard to a potential chain reaction to other programs in the country.
0: Now you've mentioned COVID-19 and we don't even know if this will end soon and if we'll have hockey in the fall with the prawn horns out we're down, but ironically, if I recall, we pick up two new teams on the men's side, and that's Trinity Western and Grant McEwen. How do you think that'll affect the standings?
1: Well, it, it, you said it right. It's such an unknown um, as to to what next year is even going to look like. I still think it's pretty early. You know, we're we're in late April here. We're still months away from the start of the season, so I think talking about that right now is is really speculation as to to what next year's structure you know might look like. Um, because there's a lot of time for, for things to change and, and for things to develop. Uh, having said that, I, I certainly don't think the situation now helps uh, McEwen and Trinity Western at all. I mean, it's it's difficult enough, um, you know, trying to, to find space for air in a, a particularly tight Canada West Conference that is dominated by Alberta and Saskatchewan in, in more ways than just on the uh, on the, the ice every night. There's There's a lot that almost a lot of politics, I think, is a fair way to put it that goes into the Canada West Conference. So to enter into that frame, be competitive off the bat is tough. To to enter into that now and be competitive given the situation we have now in, in, in our country and in the world uh, becomes a lot more difficult. So there, there's a lot we don't know still about Trinity Western and McEwen because they've never played a game yet in in U Sports. You know, they are officially now part of Canada West, but it, it's such a new process. It's it's not like expanding teams. You know, you think back to Mount Royal. Uh, gosh, what's it been now? Probably like seven or eight years, I think, right? Since Mount Royal's come into the league, different landscape back then than it is today so it's just a, a lot of unanswered questions but I would imagine we, we get a clearer picture of that in about two to three months time
0: all right final moments here with Victor Finley Victor you've covered eSports sports for a number of years including the University Cup which was in Lethbridge last year what are some of your favorite moments covering the pronghorns
1: you know I'll, I'll always remember the pronghorns as this perennial underdogs who who managed to make some noise and Uh, You know, I remember my, I think it was my first year, first, first or second year covering the league full scale from coast to coast. We had one of the best playoff races ever at at the end of the season. It came down to Mount Royal and, uh, oh, sorry, uh, UBC uh, and Lethbridge. And unfortunately for the Pronghorns, they wound up missing uh, after they lost, I think it was the last game of the season to the the Saskatchewan Huskies, and UBC had won earlier in the day. But uh, that was an incredible race. But that was a, a Lethbridge team that really made some serious noise that year. After you know missing the playoffs a number of years prior, you know that seemed like a year that they were very much in the mix. Uh, you know they brought out some legit you know players like Tim Campbell. That guy was a heck of a defenseman for Lethbridge and uh, absolutely one of the best we had during his time in university hockey. And, and of course, yeah, the, the U cup, you know, just uh, last year, I mean, it's the last time we saw someone hoist the the national championship was, was in Lethbridge, Alberta and, and getting to go out there and, and experience the community and see what Lethbridge hockey was all about was, was pretty cool for me. So I'm glad I, I'm really fortunate to have had that experience before. Uh, unfortunately it's all come to an end, but, uh, certainly, they, they were always the underdogs. And even when they won the national championship right back in 1994 with, with Mike Babcock, that was a program that was sort of brought from the ashes in a lot of ways when, when Mike Babcock came there and, and brought a lot of guys from the WHL and, and very quickly and rapidly turned them into a, le- a legitimate contender. And, and uh, obviously, they've had their, their ebbs and flows. There have been some bad times, but there have been a lot of good times too at Lethbridge. And, and that's how we will remember that program for
0: sure. We'll leave it at that. Victor, thanks so much for your time. Stay safe. Yeah, thank you. That'll do it for the 16th episode. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to stay inside, practice social distancing, and reach out to one another.